0: Well, welcome back to the Someone to Tell It To podcast. We've been off for, for several weeks, uh, mostly because of the holidays at the end of 2021, and now it's uh, approaching the end of January, and we are so grateful to be back again, interviewing people and having some wonderful conversations with them, and this, this very first one, uh, we're, we're really proud to, to share with you. In the interim, since we've uh, been off the podcast, one of the reasons is because we've introduced and launched a new book called Listening to by to a, a paradigm shift for leaders, that's when the magic happens, and we're really proud of that book, and so grateful that we had the opportunity in the space to be able to to get that ready and and launch it out into the world. And we hope it's one that you will uh, will think about buying, and we hope that you'll love it if you do. Our guest today, uh, Amajo Johnson, was you're going to love it. Um, we know, we say this all the time. <laughs> You're going to love it, but we, we hope you really will. We, we believe that it. it was a wonderful conversation, just warm and friendly. Um, she was such a, such a delightful guest. Talk about later, at the, at the end of our interview, she was a ray of sunshine on a kind of dark, cold, cloudy morning <laughs> here in central Pennsylvania. And uh, she just warmed our hearts and our spirits. And uh, we hope that as you listen today, you will feel the same way. About this conversation and about Ama Joe.
1: And she sang a song.
0: Yeah. And you'll wait, don't tune out early because she sang at the end uh, it, totally spontaneously. It wasn't, it wasn't scripted, it wasn't something she expected, but she did it. And uh, that was really cool.
1: So let's just tell you a little bit about Ama Joe. She is passionate about entrepreneurship, she's a designer and a founder of the Ama Joe collection. She's marketing and, and a branding addict. Women's empowerment um, you know is in her heart. She, she's a designer. she loves to write songs and books and inspire the world. and most of all, she says she's a dreamer, and we just loved that about her. And uh, she's, she's won several awards here. She was the Entrepreneur of the Year Award uh, for AJ Brands, LLC. And then December of 2021, she was named the Entrepreneur of the Year by the Harrisburg Pennsylvania Chamber of Commerce.
0: Well, Joe, welcome to the Someone to Tell It To podcast. We are so uh, looking forward to having this conversation with you.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and excited to talk about something good.
0: That's great. Well, let's talk about this. You say that you're a dreamer. That fascinated us. And we want to know what you mean by that.
2: You know, God's given us an amazing gift to be able to um, see beyond where we are today. And I think that that's really what gets us through life. Uh, Because if you just focus on your struggles and you focus on your pain and you focus on everything that's bad and everything that's going on, um, you really can't really get through life. So we have the ability to dream, you know, to um, close our eyes, to look inside of our mind and to see a brighter day for so for me, a dream is you know um, an, something that you want and something that you desire that um, is going to impact other other people. And I think that um, it's about hope for a, a brighter day. And to me, a dream doesn't have to be. Oh, I want to be a singer. Oh, I want to do have a big company. Again, dream can just be, I want more peace in my life, or you know, I want to have great friends, or you know, I want to be in a restful place. I want, I want, I want rest, you know, in this next phase of my life. So, I just think that we all have the ability to dream, and I think that we should always be, uh, we should always be dreaming, you know, about something better because that's what gets us through um, today.
0: Tell us, what are you dreaming about right now?
2: (laughs) Well, you know, I started uh, posting some pictures like for my fashion company, just looking forward to spring (laughs) and Mm -hmm. posting pictures that, you know, I have just kind of like some visuals with florals. And I'm actually really just looking for a brighter day when we're not arguing about covid and Omicron, <laughs> you know what i mean i am just looking forward to the brighter day of kind of getting through this slump and i'm also looking for um i am dreaming of those of us who are really positive coming together and just being more vocal in the world because i just feel that because of everything that's happened um we, we all feel a little bit tired and we feel a little bit groggy and we, we just need people out there who are just going to say, I want to be hopeful. I want to give my community hope. So I'm also just dreaming about more of us coming together and, you know, giving hope to the community because we really, really need it. We're, we're in a crisis you know, and we need positivity. So, and I'm just dreaming of warmer weather.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we all are, yeah. especially on this cold day. <laughs> I
2: know, like, these ice chunks, and uh, yeah, I'm just dr- I'm dreaming of spring and and hope.
1: I think we all need that, especially at this time of year when the winter can start to feel long.
2: Yeah, it really can, and you know, I've just been, you know, just looking at. There's always like a you can feel like a a tone of how people are, you know, when you look through your Facebook feed and social media and all that. And I just see this, a lot of people dealing with, you know, pain and what's happened over the past few years. And, you know, in the middle of all that's going on, a lot of us have dealt with, you know, loss, the loss of a loved one, or, you know, the challenge, the regular challenges on life on top of this challenge. And I just felt like, People just need um, a breath of fresh air right now. You know, we we can't have another down, like negative, depressing moment. We <laughs> we have to rise up and have we have and have some hope. I think people are really pros. I know for me, it's like now you're really processing what actually happened. My son said to me the other day, he's like, "You know what, mom? It's it's been three years of COVID." And I was like, "Wait, mm. oh, actually, yeah, it's kind of going on three years." So. I- I feel that the tone right now is that people, people are also ready for hope. They're they're ready for something positive, like what we're doing today.
0: We'll be back after this ad break. We use Buzzsprout to create this podcast, and as a small nonprofit team, we really appreciate how easy they make it to get our guests' stories out into the world. With Buzzsprout, you get a beautiful podcast website audio players to embed into other sites, detailed analytics, tools to promote your episodes and so much more. Use the link in the show notes to get a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan and to support our show.
1: As the co-founders of Someone to Tell To, we often find ourselves traveling around between meetings and listening sessions, and we often don't really have time for the little things like grocery shopping.
0: I'm sure many of you have had that experience, when at the end of a long workday, you'd rather do anything else than shop for groceries.
1: That's why we're happy to give our listeners the chance to get free delivery on your first Instacart order over $35. You'll get the products you love from your local stores in as fast as one hour.
0: There's nothing quite
1: like sitting down
0: at the end of the day to be present for your family over a home-cooked meal. And takeout just doesn't feel the same. So if you find yourself needing groceries and considering getting takeout instead, get hand-selected products delivered straight to your door. Get free shipping on orders over $35 by using the link in the show notes.
1: One of the things that we'd just love to do, Amma, is just to talk about people's journey. Like, how did you become who you are and and the spirit of positivity that you're talking about? Is that something that was always kind of hardwired in you?
2: Yeah, that's interesting. You know, my parents are immigrants from Ghana and mm. uh, they came here in the 60s for education. And I will just say, you know, and, and I've been to Ghana too, and I understood myself even better when I went there, <laughs> even though like I'm born here, is Ghanaians are generally pretty happy-go-lucky, smiley <laughs> people. You know, we're generally, um, you know, we're joyful people. So I do think that that, you know, my my parents were that way. I also just have faced things in life where I've just said, I want to be positive. I don't want to, I don't want to live in the negative. So I think it's partly my upbringing and it's partly a decision that I just made. And I think for a lot of us, it just really is a decision that you make that I just really want to see the good in life. I'm tired of negative. I'm tired of, um, being overly critical. I'm tired of dealing with you know, energy vampires, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be hopeful and positive. So I think it's twofold, definitely for my parents and definitely just the pressures of life just make you go two ways. You either just go, I'm going down today or I'm just going to go up. And that's just what I challenge myself with every day to just stay up.
0: That's impressive. And, and we agree, too. I mean, that we have just in these last two years now going on, it really, it is going on three years. Um, you know, there's just been so much negativity, so much strife, so much division. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it, it's wearying. And mm-hmm. in the work that we do and listening to people, we're actually seeing more people reach out to us now. Uh, to be heard, to be listened to, because it's just going on. You know, we, at first we think people would just, they just need to survive. They would do whatever they had to do to survive. But now yeah. that this has been going on, it's become a way, sadly, a way of life. Yeah. And, yeah. This is reality now. and it's a reality. Mm-hmm. And it's the mm-hmm. reality is sinking in. And it's yes. hard for people to can, you know, to look ahead and see that this could continue. And this could, you could just go on and on. And, And we agree that we need positivity. We need hope. And we appreciate your message and and what you what you are about. And we hope that we are about that too.
2: And I think that's also part of this reality is being very real with people that this negative thing is happening, you know, because sometimes when we talk about being positive, it's almost like let's just forget about everything bad that's happening and let's just, you know, and I don't think that we can do that either. I think that we have Mm -hmm. to look at how we face life and come out on, on the better side of things. And I also do think that um, there's also an untold story out there of just all of the amazing ways that humanity is coming together to help each other. There are so many companies that are coming together to feed people, to mm-hmm. feed the community. There are just so many friends and family who are coming together to help, you know, loved ones or people who are sick. And I also just feel that maybe if we tell more of those stories too because mm-hmm. one okay. things multiply. You know, you hear negative, you you think of more negative. When you hear positive, you know, that multiplies too. So maybe that's part of what we need to do is tell more of those stories because I gotta just think that we're still here because of that smiling face or that someone who gave or the phone call. And that's where I think we need to live.
1: So you recently wrote a blog entitled, Don't Let Your Worries Weigh You Down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Worry is a weight. Excessive worry can weigh on your soul like a million pounds. Excessive worry can affect you in so many ways, your health, your well-being. Talk a little bit about worry. And, um, some of the things that you've learned about how, how to remain positive amidst worry.
2: I was speaking to, um, a a group of professionals and, um, at the beginning of the event, I asked them, you know, what are the things that you love about life? And when they say the things they love about life, they say, Oh, my dog, I love my dog, my grandkids, a bright sunny day, a walk in the park. And when I ask people, okay, what don't you like about life? It's like trying to figure things out. Trying to figure out my job, my, my, you know, and it's the things that we love about life are really, really simple. So I think that overcoming worries, looking at that simple part of life and saying to yourself, like, I think we all make life really complicated. I know that I do. And we try to jump ahead of ourselves and figure everything out in our lives. And I think we have to accept two things. There are things that we can control. And then there are things that we can't control. And a lot of us worry about the things that we can't control. Mm. So I I think that worry, first of all, I think for all of us, it's just a bad habit. I know for me, sometimes I sit and if you sit with yourself enough and you have enough quiet time and enough self-care time, you can actually face your worry. And I think that's number one, what we need to do is face, what are you really worried about? And worry is just a form of fear. So what are you afraid about? And you, you, you think through, okay, oh, I'm afraid that, you know, even just like, oh my God, like my arm hurts or whatever. And some of us, we don't go to the doctor because we're like, oh my God, it might be a tumor. Worst case scenario. (laughs) (laughs) We like worry ourselves where actually the answer is go and get it checked out. And then you don't have to be worried about the unknown, right? Um, and then maybe you're worried about, you know, like my mother is in a nursing home right now. And sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh my God, is she okay? Is she? I can't control what happens with her. I have to wake up and just be there for her, call her, visit her, um, and let everything else go. So I think for worry, it is partly letting go of what we can't control, facing the things that we can control, like heading into life and facing life. I talk in my book about how life is like a garden. And if you don't tend to it, it grows weeds. And so, you know, simple things like go and get checked out at the doctor you know, do what you can to manage your finances, call that friend, check on that family member, do what you can for them and learn to live in this release of letting go of the things that you truly cannot control. So I think it's something that if you let worry control you, like I said, in the blog post, it will weigh you down because you're not tending to it. You're not, um giving any mind or any time to, for yourself to really manage your life. Like life has to be managed, right? You just cannot let your thoughts run wild. You have (laughs) to sit down, right? You have to sit down with yourself and say, okay, you know, this is where I am. This is what I'm going to do. So I think it's partly letting go and partly a little bit of control.
1: And I found this to be a really helpful illustration they kind of looked at a continuum and on the one side it's it's um control and on the other continue the other side of the continuum is resignation or resentment and in yeah. the middle is surrender and if we can find that place in the middle ground of surrender where so you know we have to work hard and we have because sometimes i think people forget that like you still have to you have to call the doctor if there's something wrong you do. You do. but also the lack of control is, is trusting the doctor to have the right answers based on their skill sets. So it's, it's surrendering to the doctor's opinions and, and perspectives and skill sets. And, so uh, and so that continuum has been really helpful for me.
2: I like that. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And also you add another good point, which is, you know, like in the point of, you know, trusting the doctors that, part of your life as meeting people. And I think that when a lot of us get down or we get discouraged, one of the things that we do is we isolate ourselves. You know, we've all done it where we're just like, I don't feel like talking to anybody, you know, whatever. And unfortunately, when you're isolated, that worry just eats away at you even more because you're only caught up in your own world and it just eats away at you. And I think that, um, reaching out and connecting with friends and connecting with the community can really, really help to combat some of the the angst and the anxiety that we feel. And the reality is we need each other.
1: Absolutely right. This past weekend, I had the opportunity to take my daughter up something my wife and I have been wanting to do our oldest who's fourteen we've been wanting to get up to New York City to take her to a Broadway show for for a long time and oh my yes, we, we you know we wanted to go see a Broadway show, and that was important, but it was even more important is just to get gather around the table one one evening after the show and just to talk about life and talk about real things mm. and I think as parents. You would awesome. know this, like if there's one thing that we, and we do the same thing here at someone to tell to is if there's one thing that we want to impart to the world, it's just giving per- permission to feel and giving That's people true. space just to be able to process all of the things in life. So, so if it's That's worry true. or fear or loneliness, uh, I just think that to your point that we can go internal with so much and okay. that we're just not creative. We're not hardwired. We're, we're hardwired to be in community and to be in relationships. That's very so, very true. You know, when we try to when we try to carry all of that by ourselves, that is that is lonely.
0: Which is it why is. we what what we do is we we allow and encourage uh, people to tell their stories. Because people have such rich 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 stories, but many of those stories are filled with pain and loss and and brokenness yes. and abuse and uh, you know, there are all kinds of things that are part of part of people's stories. And when they don't share them, when they don't talk about them, they bury them deep inside, you know, they're living in the shadows the, the stories are living in the shadows and in the darkness. And, and uh, what we try to do is help people bring those stories into the light, because when yes. they're in the darkness, they're just really scary and they just weigh us down.
2: Also, when you're alone all the time, you start believing that lie that, oh my God, this is only happening to me.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Oh, absolutely
1: <laughs> yeah and so like with my with my daughter last weekend I mean just my wife and I tried to create this space where we were able to talk about things that just I don't I don't remember talking about those things with my parents and my wife doesn't remember talking about those things with her parents and wow. I just think that uh, if there's a way forward um, whether it's parenting or just in relationships in general it's just giving each other permission to just talk about hard things
2: I think that's very very true
0: and being the safe people to allow them yeah. to, the, to do it and to do it without judgment, without trying to fix, without, without fear. Uh, yes. that we will be, you know, made fun of or, or ostracized or, uh, you know, shunned because of yeah. our feelings and our stories. And I think that's, yeah. that's what's important too, because I think we all can probably relate to the fact that we, we you know, we may have tried to be open with someone and, and to tell a, a deeper or a darker part of our lives and, and about yeah. our fears, our insecurities. And it's been met with derision or met with mocking or met with, you yeah. know, it's not been safe judgment, yeah. and, and, yeah. Yeah, and judgment and all those things. And so to be able to, you know, be those people who provide the safe spaces yeah, is really important.
2: I, I, I think that might be one of the most important things right now, safe, safe spaces and safe relationships, you know, in, in the community to, yeah, I think that there's this, just a healing element of um, knowing that someone, um, you know, empathizing with someone, you know, and someone being able to say, I know how you feel. It may not solve your issue, but, you know, I don't know what, what it is, but there's just something incredibly healing about being able to, you know, sit with a friend, a trusted friend. And, you know, talk about what you're going through, you know, in the middle of COVID, I was saving my small business and I went through a divorce in the middle of like the worst time in for small businesses in like, <laughs> like ever. And, you know, it was a very, very, very difficult two years. There is no way as nice as I think I am, <laughs> as wonderful <laughs> as I think I am. There's no way that I would have made it without great friends, without great friends that would come to my rescue. And I would have days, and I can be honest enough to just say, I would have days that I was just so exhausted with trying to figure life out that I would go into hiding a little bit. And I would just have to remind myself, or I would get a text from a friend that would say, Hey girl, haven't heard from you in a while. How are you doing? You know, I'm I'm coming to get you. We're going to go out to dinner. And I'm like, no, I don't want to brush my hair. I don't feel like it, you know, and if not, (laughs) if not for those friends to those people around me that care, but I also had to get to a place that I had to just also reach out. You know, there were days where I would go like, Oh my gosh, like I need to call my friend today. I don't feel like it, but I need to just see her and i just need to talk and i think that this it's an incredibly powerful thing like you said to be able to have that safe space and we need each other
1: good for you for doing that because we find there are a lot of people that don't do that and uh and that just exacerbates the problem
2: yeah when you go through pain immediately the first thing is like, oh my God, how am I going to explain to people, you know, or people, (laughs) you know, and part of it is just dealing with people. You know, you walk past somebody like, Hey, how's everything going? How's your husband? I'm like, uh, he's fine wherever he is, (laughs) 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 you know? And it's. I mean, that is just, that's the, that's the tactical part about, um, pain in life is shame. And How are you going to explain yourself? And how do you explain to people that you were let go from your job? Or how do you explain to people that your loved one died and you thought they were going to make it? Like, how do you explain that? And I think from having great friends and from reaching out and also, like you said, like sitting down with your family and talking with your daughter, I'm sure that was just like a beautiful moment that she will never forget. And I think having, I mean, you'll never forget that, right? And I do think that that's also a part of getting through life is enjoying these beautiful moments, even in the middle of, of pain. I had a, I had lots of beautiful moments with my kids. Like we appreciate each other on a, just a totally different level of having gotten through this challenge together. You know, I know them in a different way. They know me in a different way. And I am just so thankful for the moments that I have with them and with friends, even going through, even going through that challenge. Hmm.
1: We want to talk a little bit about your book. <laughs> um, so you're the author of the book, Living the Inspired Life. Yes. And you've written, I inspire people to live their dream. I inspire people to push past their fears. I inspired people to discover their life mission. I inspire and so we'd just love for you to tell us and our listeners about its message. What is an inspired life?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. It's kind of like, uh this is perfect. The way the conversation is going, because we kind of just talked about it. Um, you know, first of all, that word inspiration is, um, you know, to breathe life into and, and um, a lot of times in life, we need our second win. we just need, you know, we can't live without breathing. And so inspiration to me is just a part of life, living life, that feeling of inspiration, that feeling of hope. And um, my life mission is to inspire, I do that through fashion, I do that, you know, through writing. Um, and so to me, living the inspired life is finding, I mean, even if I could subtitle the book, it would be, figuring out the beauty in life in bad circumstances, you know, because that's really in the book is when I talk about dealing with people, I'm dealing with negative situations, getting through pain, um, overcoming loneliness, overcoming frustration, overcoming worry. It's really more about how to face these tough things in life and not go under and not give up because, you know, without hope, without hope for a better day, we give up. But the beautiful thing about the world and the way it's the sun rises every single morning. And to me, right, that's just a reminder. It's a new day. You know, it's a new day. So um, living the inspired life is just not losing hope, seeing a brighter day, facing your fears um, and facing, you know, the nuances of the difficulties of life but not losing the beauty you know not losing the beauty of of life's moments like this moment here is a beautiful moment meeting both of you knowing that you also have the same mission even you're doing it in a different way but you have the same mission of helping people and giving them hope and this is a beautiful uh, moment to be in to connect with people who have that same positive mission so The book is about getting through your pain and still seeing the beauty in life because life really is beautiful. You know, my mom is in a nursing home right now, but I reflect on all of the beautiful moments that I've had and the wonderful mother that I've had. And I'm also reflecting on the fact that I'm so glad that even with her medical issues, I'm not able to be there for her. But she has some great nurses that love her, that were trained to help her, who she's with, even though I can't be with her all the time. So that's beautiful, too. So we have to see the beauty in life. And it goes fast.
0: <laughs> it does. You're absolutely right. And I think we try to do that, too. Uh, often when we, we, we hear people's stories, and, and usually they're very... There's a lot of tragedy. There's a lot of a lack of hope, a lack of you know positivity. There's just so many things that are negative about people's stories, and we will often ask them, too: Is there is is there anything? Can you talk about something that might bring you joy? And at first, there's a lot of hesitancy because they they can't think of anything, and we say, "Well, just." (laughs)
1: Just sit with that for a little sit while. For, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: Sit with it for a little bit, and it's amazing mm-hmm. and inevitable how everyone, even in the midst of their despair, are are able to There's are something. able to find something that does bring them joy, that makes a difference, that that moment of beauty, that that place that yeah. leads them to beauty in their lives, and and because we we want them to know, we do not want to deny any part of the, of the, of the, the dark stuff, uh, the stuff that's, that's been bad and hurtful and painful. But we also want people to know that, that does, that's not the only thing that defines them.
2: That's so true.
0: All that pain and all that brokenness, all that isolation, whatever it may be, is not what defines them. That there are other things as well that do, and those other things can be good. And we want people to begin to see that in themselves, the beauty that's within, mm. as well as the beauty that is all around them, mm. too. And so you saying that, I think, speaks very much to what we try You've to do. given us hope today. Yeah, it gives us hope. Yeah. We love hearing it because it's a reminder. It's a reminder in these on a cold day, you know, when it's dark outside and, and you know, uh, it just feels, it's really good to, to be reminded that there is beauty.
2: That's so true. I have a chapter in the book called, um, your deepest pain, your, your deepest pain, your highest reward. And, uh, I, I think, I echo that everything that you just said so beautifully that, you know, we, we, we are crushed in a way by life and we always have to remember that our life is not only about us but that it is about someone else i can talk to another woman who's gone through a divorce. I was just talking to my friend the other day about, you know, her kids and the relationship with her kids. She's go, she's gone through a divorce too, and just was able to encourage her with some of the things that I went through. You know, I encourage her, don't lose a relationship with your kids, make sure that, you know, they know that you love them, like reassure them. And I was able to share with her um, some things based on the pain that I've been through, you know, and I, um, I truly believe that when you're able to pick yourself up and find a way to move on, that there's someone else that you can help to get through their pain. And life is always about other people, always. That's, that's right. And so when we get through our pain, um, we can help someone else. And I also think that getting through our pain, like you keep mentioning the word about hope, that hope is so important that without hope, we give up. That hope for a brighter day, and we do have to remember, nothing is forever. The the challenge that we're in, it's not forever, right? It's not going to be winter forever. You know, it'll just be a <laughs> few months, and we'll be saying like, "Oh my God, it's so hot! Turn the air." Yeah, right exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: and we look forward to that day. Actually. Yeah, we I do. I we do. do. Too. I uh, do you no know? doubt about and that's,
2: it. That's also what's beautiful about life: seasons change. Thank you for listening to the Someone to Tell It To podcast. Wonders Found Thrift Shop is proud to be one of its sponsors. Wonders Found is an all-volunteer-run thrift shop begun to support our mission team as they rebuild homes in disaster areas. We support local missions, people experiencing homelessness, veterans, and children and youth outreaches. We also provide clothing and household items to families displaced by fire or flood. You can learn more at our website, wondersfound.org, or stop in to see what wonders you can find at 7810 Allentown Boulevard, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast.
0: Well, you mentioned uh, you mentioned talking to a friend, a woman, you know, who's going through something similar that you, that you have gone through, and... You one of the th- and as you talk about inspiration, one of the things that you also love to do, if we understand, is to inspire and empower women, in particular. So, first, the first question I want to ask about that is: what women, besides your mother, you've already talked about your mother, and we know that she's been a, a tremendous inspiration for you. But what other women, uh, whether you know them or whether they, you know, historical figures are? or famous or whatever, what women haven't, who, who, who's, who has inspired you? What women have done that for you to remind you you that you are, that you matter, that you are valuable, (laughs) that you are a person of great, of great worth?
2: I'm blessed to be able to say that there are so many people. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, when I was younger, when we were young, um, so my parents uh were uh they were kind of sponsored by uh a small uh, Methodist church, Wesleyan Methodist Church in Pittsburgh. And this group of people just really took our family in and helped us with everything. If we needed clothes, you know, whatever, just they just helped us. And one of the um the pastor of the church that we used to go to, uh his wife, uh Her name was Ruby, Uh, Ruby Stonebreaker was her name. And um, I am the youngest of four and we all, we had pretty good voices. So we would sing sometimes in church and it was a very traditional church. So there were, you know, we would sing these hymns and me and my brother and my sisters like we could do this three-part harmony. But anyways, Ruby Stonebreaker would always come to us and she would always tell us how much she loved us. And how special we were, and how she would just say, "Can you just sing me a few notes of this hymn or whatever?" And I just, her smiling face always makes me think; it makes me smile because she just made us feel like we were just these little angels, you know. Mm. Um, so it was her. Um, another one is my my Sunday school teacher. She's still alive today, Rowan Campbell. She was my Sunday school teacher since I was four years old, she still remembers my birthday, my kids' birthdays. She'll email me. How are you doing? Um, I'm just thinking about you. You know, I think for me, it's been more than people who are close to me. My oldest sister, unfortunately, who passed away, mm-hmm. who, um, she was eight years older than me. So she was like a mom to me. And she always kind of just watched over me and made me feel like I was like her little baby doll. It was really important. Um, and I also have a group of um, friends um, that when my sister passed away, uh, there's a, a, a Kenyan family and um, the ladies, they're like sisters to me. So when my sister passed away, they were all like, we are your sisters now? <laughs> there's about five of them. And um, the older one was like, you know what, you don't have your older sister anymore, but I'm your older sister now, I'm your big sis. You know? So those close friends um, who just love me and accept me, and, um, really, really, really believe in me uh, really that it really inspires me. Those people who are close to me, as far as like the, the bigger figures, I really do love a lot of the power figures. Like I love Oprah. Um, I love musical, um, females who are powerhouses. I love Lady Gaga. I love JLo. I just love, I love women who just <laughs> can dare to be so different. And be so free at being different and, and still be compassionate. Like I love Gaga's whole mission about kindness, you know, and I think that as we progress in our lives and our careers, I think that's one of the things that we lose for getting to be kind. So I really am drawn more towards those female characters that, you know, do great things in the world, bold things, but still have this incredible, you know, compassion and love and love for people. So I could literally go on and on about so many women. I just have so many great people that love me. And I'm just so, I'm just so thankful for that because we all get in those moments in life where we're like, everything's so bad. Nobody loves me. And really for most of us, we can point out to people who love us. Right. And I've just really been blessed by so many women who, um, who really loved me and embraced me. And I'm thankful for
1: that. It's wonderful. So, so many things we want to comment about that. Uh, I, well, first, you probably didn't know this, but yesterday was international compliment day. Who knew that? There I didn't was know such that. Uh, and I only found that out and I put it on our social media feed yesterday at someone to tell to, but it, I think it just, it speaks to what you're talking about and, and it's, it's important for us to take the time to, to thank those who have inspired us, that have made a difference in our lives, that have one of our heroes is the late Fred Rogers from Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, yeah! And he, like a lot of these figures that you just highlighted, who 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 kind of stood out and were very different in in the world, and and we love the fact that you know, as as a man, he was able to embody like empathy, oh, like an overabundance of empathy, oh, kindness, and he really stood out and one of our our favorite,
3: favorite clips of him. So many people have helped me to come to this night. Some of you are here, some are far away, some are even in heaven. All of us have special ones who have loved us into being. Would you just take, along with me, 10 seconds to think of the people who have helped you become who you are, those who have cared about you and wanted what was best for you in life. 10 seconds of silence. I'll watch the time. whomever you've been thinking about, how pleased they must be to know the difference you feel they've made. You know, they're the kind of people television does well to offer our world. Special thanks to my family and friends, and to my co-workers in public broadcasting, family communications, and this academy for encouraging me allowing me all these years to be your neighbor. May God be with you. It's
1: just like this heartfelt moment. We've watched that clip like, you know, hundreds of times now, just because it Mm -hmm. speaks so deeply to us. But, you know, in light of yesterday being, um, you know, International Compliment Day, just complimenting those people that have loved us into being. And so thanks for doing that with us today. It's so
2: true. Yeah, thank you. You know, I've just realized that, A lot of times, few of us say thank you, you know, we're focused on what we need or what we want or, you know, um, when something goes wrong, you know, even if we go out just shopping or whatever, if we have a bad experience with, you know, a cashier or a clerk, we're so quick to, you know, tell them about that experience, but we're not always as quick to just talk about the positive, you know, if you had a great experience when you went to the store today, did you follow up on the survey and tell the manager this Girl was great at the checkout here at Burger King or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and think that we have to rewire ourselves to be thankful and to compliment. And because I know that, um, you know, the other day my daughter came to me, she's just so sweet, 17, very, very, very empathetic. She just has this strong um, love for people. And she's like, mom, thank you for all you do. I just want to let you know that I love you, you know. And those mm. simple words just changed my whole day. That she was thinking it, and that she took the time, and I didn't even know that I needed to hear that that day.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we all need to hear that every day, though, don't we? <laughs> probably. <laughs> that's true. Probably every day we need to hear that, and that's very and true. When someone says it, it just makes the day so much better. It
1: Absolutely. does. We just have just a couple more questions here. Um, sure. Yeah, we could just, we could go on and on. We say that with every <laughs> guest that we've ever had on our program, but we, we just, we love this. It's just yeah. the best. We love it. Is. this. It's a great <laughs> space. Yeah. It's a
2: great space right now.
1: So a couple more questions. Um, so like of all of the things that you are, you're a designer, a singer, a writer, an entrepreneur, a leader, a dreamer, a mom. Uh, <laughs> is there one thing that is most life giving to you? And probably being a mom is is maybe at the top of the list, but uh, yeah. just... What's the one thing maybe today that you're really, you're really holding on to that's the most yes. life-giving?
2: Well, I would you know, definitely put the mom thing up there and just put that as a given because my kids are my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Apart from that, I think the most life-giving is um, being an entrepreneur. And the reason why I say that is that we all live in ideas, right? You're, the shoes you're wearing, the shirt you're wearing... Uh, wherever you go to eat, the computer you're using. It was all someone's idea that they started, that someone believed in and bought into. And then that person was able to go and hire other people, right? We have to remember when we go to work, you know, and we get that check, that someone believed and started that and kept it going in order for, you know, us to have that product service place to work, you know, hope, whatever. So I'm an entrepreneur. I start and I start my own ideas and believe in them. And I believe in other entrepreneurs. And I think the whole process of ideation and having an idea and believing in yourself enough to make it happen. That is really, really what drives me at the end of the day, because it's interesting. I always have people who will say like, how do you know that that's going to work? Like, how do you know that your thing's going to work? And I go, well, I don't wake up in the morning for it to not work. <laughs> I it thinking, Oh, this is not going to work, you know? So whatever comes, I'm going to face it. But the beauty and the opportunity of being able to create something to put it out there in the world for someone to enjoy and to also help other people do that and believe in their own dream, I think that's really what inspires me the most, you know, about my life through the good and the bad.
1: Maybe maybe this uh, quote will help you today because it's been something that I, I've latched on to recently. And I know I've shared it with some of our, someone to Tell It To team members, but uh, I think it was Thomas Edison who was famous for having said, vision without execution is hallucination. Mm. Vision without yes. execution is hallucination. And we so just love good. being around people like yourself who they have these. You know, we're both dreamers and we're visionaries, and we we have this idea ten years ago. This this month actually is is oh, wow. ten year anniversary.
2: Oh my god! Congratulations! Yeah, thanks.
1: Thank you. Thank um, you. Amazing. And it's it's been a grind. Um, you know, yeah. there's been so many high, highest of highs and lowest of lows, and and uh, that's just part of being an entrepreneur. It's part of being a creative. But, um, you know, we had this, this vision, but we've, we hope we've surrounded ourselves with people who have been able to kind of get the, the execution, you know, in place. To, yeah. So it's not just, it isn't just hallucination. It's not just a, a vision in our mind.
2: That's right. And,
1: uh, and we've surrounded ourselves with people who have given us hope and, and remind us. Mm. Maybe it is our, our daughter, our 17-year-old daughter, or where it could be. Uh, you know, a fellow business owner, or, or even today, we're, we're surrounded by some of our uh, most creative people who are technicians here. And, um, you know, people just that that inspire us to keep going.
2: Yeah, that's what that's what keeps it going. The people that believe in it, you know, because if if no one's talking about it, and no one's really feeling the benefits of it, and the goodness of it, then it's not doing anything. But if someone's feeling it's helping someone, then i think that we owe it to ourselves to to keep it going and that's such a great point that to do it you have to put action to
1: it yeah
0: exactly so you mentioned um that you know as a as a as a, as a girl growing up um, in your church that you and your siblings like to sing together and that <laughs> there was one that the one woman who just constantly affirmed you for that and wanted to hear you sing so what are your just something different as a singer what are your can you name five songs that you just love to sing? Five of your favorites.
2: Well, I love I love hymns because I was just, you know, I grew up in such a traditional church. But, you know, throughout my, like, uh, church life, I'm going to call it my church life, you know, we went to this very, very conservative Methodist church. Um, but every few weeks, my mom would be like, I can't take it anymore. Like I need to go to this Pentecostal (laughs) church. So every, every few weeks, weeks, we would go to this Pentecostal, um, it's one of the biggest, um, uh, churches in in um Pittsburgh, Pentecostal Church of God in Christ. So we go to Pentecostal Church, they'd be singing that old time gospel. And then you know I also had the opportunity to just be part of just like non non-denomin- non-denominational churches who just sing more of the, you know, like hill song and stuff like that. And so I I but I've seen people sing hymns in just the craziest ways. <laughs> no beat, just a piano, you know, full <laughs> choir. <laughs> Um, so I do love like the traditionals, like Amazing Grace, love Amazing Grace. I love the hymn, um, How Great Thou Art. Um, there's another hymn that a lot of people don't know so well, but it's called Beautiful Savior. I love that. And just the melodies and the harmonies. Um, I do love ballads. Like I'm all about like my Whitney and my Mariah and like the Mariah Carey uh my first tape ever was a Mariah Carey "Vision of Love," <laughs> so that's one of my favorite songs too. Is "Vision of Love," and um, I love um, Whitney Houston's ballad "Didn't We Almost Have It All."
3: Mm. Uh,
2: I I love love. I just love ballads, and I don't know. The days of good ballads are almost they're gone. <laughs> you know, it's so nineties.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you for that. Now this is um this is a curveball. Um, I hope I'm not going to get in trouble for asking you this, but could you sing something for us? Just a, f- a few, a few lines of a song. Sure. You, you know really, it's just it's really so funny. So
2: my daughter sings too, and whenever I say, whenever I tell someone she sings, and they'll go like, "Sing," and we always laugh and say, the weirdest thing for a singer to hear is for someone to say, "Sing for us." <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, that's why we. Exactly, I know. <laughs>
2: can sing your heart out at church and then when you're sitting there with your friends and they go sing you go "Uh." oh I'll sing my um a chorus of my song oh so I wrote this song called I believe in you it kind of goes to our our uh about the complimenting people and people needing to hear uh you say um something positive to them uh oh I haven't sang this in a while but the chorus goes I believe in you, I believe in you, yes, I am running with you, I'll be there when you call, I believe in you, I believe in you, believe me when I say, I believe in you.
0: <laughs> that's beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much <laughs> for that. that, that that's thank that's wonderful. And the, <laughs> the message, the message, message is perfect. And that's what we all, every one of us, needs to hear every day. We do. We do. So we
1: believe in you. So thanks thank for you. believing in us and uh, for <laughs> being here today. You've blessed us so much, and um, we look forward thank to you. meeting you face to face too. We know, know that we're only right Sometime up the corner.
2: This metaverse or whatever they're calling that now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll meet in the metaverse.
0: That's right. Well, we, um, th- th- you know, this, th- th- for those who are listening and watching uh, th- th- this uh, this conversation today, this is the first thing we've done today. This is, this is how we started our day with Amma awesome. Joe uh, in this conversation. There's no better way to have started it. This, you, you've you set us on a, on a course of positivity and beauty uh, uh, for the rest of the day. And we appreciate that very, very much. So oh, that's thank, wonderful. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you for you having so me. Much.
2: Thank you for choosing me to be on. And hopefully uh, that and... In- inspires people and uh hopefully people have heard a reminder that will help them to just be that one thing to help them keep to keep going
1: keep going (laughs) well thanks again for joining us today what a gift to just be back together again we we hope you feel a part of the someone to tell to family uh because you are uh, you're just as much a part of this movement of compassionate listening as we are, and um, we do feel like we're making uh, kind of a difference in the world. We hope we, we hope we, <laughs> we are hope making so. <laughs> a significant difference in the world by interviewing people like Ama Joe who just, just by being with her this morning, she just brightened the room, brightened the space, and we hope brightened each and every one of your lives as well as she did with us.
0: Our lives were brightened today, and um, we're always grateful for that. So once more, we, we thank you for being with us. Uh, remember, if you're interested in our book, Listening to by 2 uh, we would love for you to buy it. We uh, also, this is a big year for someone to tell it to. It's our 10th anniversary year. We just celebrated our actual 10th anniversary on January 1st. And throughout this whole year, we're, we're going to be doing special things to commemorate and, uh, and honor this first decade of our existence together. And uh, our, our next big event is going to be on April 12th where the um, servant leadership expert, best-selling author, popular speaker, John Gordon, is going to be coming here to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania to speak on behalf of and su- in support of someone to tell it to. That's on April 12th. And you'll go to our website and learn more about that. Later in the year, there will be other things that we will be doing and we will have an official big we're not sure exactly what's going to happen yet, but we hope it's big and it'll be great, a 10th year anniversary celebration in the fall uh, that we'll look forward to, and you'll be hearing, hearing more about that in the weeks and the months, and months ahead. So again, thank you, and until we listen again...